Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 496, recorded live on January 21st, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who's got a fancy new Fitbit, Dave Poy. Hi! And the man who's still got his old gear fit, Andy Lowe. Hi. Kind of reaching for an introduction there, aren't you? Yeah. You just didn't want to put in that. That was a phone-in, if I've ever heard one. Yes. Yes, it was. I'm not going to deny that at all. I'm sitting here going, all right, let's record. I need an intro. Well, Uh, they've got a new Fitbit. (laughs) Yep. We'll talk about it later during the random review. Yeah, thanks for the spoiler of the random review, because, you know, it's a spoiler thing. It's not like we <laughs> post it on the front page or anything. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not like it's part of the links of this episode. Right. And we could just do, like, the entire episode phone-in. That would be interesting. That would be a good, like, April Fool's, right? How would we... How, though? We'd read the list of links. Okay. And everything we would say... And we, we clearly can't do this now because we're talking about it here. Yeah. But everything we would say would just be directly from the article. Oh my god, that would be the worst podcast ever. Yep, it, it would be Andy and Dave reading the news. <laughs> oh, oh, and if we wanted to get into to a discussion, we could just read the comment sections. I would feel really bad about that. Well, we'd curate the comments. Yeah, but... We'd it, find the good ones. Or, if, no, if we just read the comments in order. <laughs> first comment. <laughs> first. Second comment. First. Edit. Oops. <laughs> Uh, OP's mom. <laughs> Fourth comment. Ron Paul 2020. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I uh, Hold on. Let's see. Ron Paul 2020. Because it used to be 2016. He didn't run in 2016. No. Now it's like Kanye 2020. Oh. Everyone wants Kanye to run. Now that we've moved from, you know, the politicians being president... Uh, evidently now it's the, the, like, celebrities should be president. Well, yep, Kanye2020 is a hashtag on Twitter. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I, I didn't believe that was actually a thing, but no, I should just assume anything now on the internet is a thing. Of course it's a thing. <clears throat> oh, the internet. But, yeah, no, we, that, that would be an episode, but then we would still have to be here for, like, an hour. And it would just be torture. Yeah, well, but that's... More torture than the last April Fool's episode, or the one before that, or the one before that? <sighs> I don't know. Andy, you published an entire episode in Morse code. <laughs> which there's an Easter egg in there, which still nobody has found. Yeah, because no one cares. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's even possible to find it. That was the other thing. It's like, I'm doing this. I'm like, I know it's in here, but I wonder if I could even find it if, you know, I just had the raw file, but who knows? It's one of those things where I don't even want to put the effort into it. (laughs) Right. But it is currently episode 496. Uh Uh-huh. Which means 789500. Yes, in a bizarre way of counting, correct. Yes, yes. It's a bizarre way of counting, but it made sense to you, didn't it? Uh, after a second. Yeah, that's crazy. That's just crazy. 500 episodes of the weekly news, folks. Mm-hmm. Well-ish, because some of them... Some of minus, them are recaps. Yeah, minus 38 recaps. Okay. And we have news this week. Yes. Right? We have a lot of news this week. Last two weeks, there have been a lot of topics, some of which we, we actually don't get around to talking about, uh, but we're, we're interested by them. I mean, everything mm-hmm. Andy and I post, we took some interest in. We felt there was some value. So as a recommendation, of course, check out the website. Look at the list of topics. We don't necessarily get to all of them. No. No, we don't. Uh, can I start off with some sad news, though? Sure. Uh, Gene Cernan passed away last week. Okay. He was uh, the... Cernan, oh, the, the astronaut. Yes, the last man to walk on the moon. Right, Apollo 17. Mm-hmm. So that means we have now lost half of the people who have walked on the moon. We will get back there. Sooner or later. Sooner or later, we'll get back there. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the the moon, and this is, you know, the, the kind of discussion is there's not much reason to go to the moon at this point. There's nothing there. No. And realistically, like, there never will be something there. In fact, most of the people who are astronomers who study specifically the moon and moons don't mm-hmm. want us to go back. Because we disturbed it? Yes, actually, we did. Um, the, we, uh, every time they did a moonwalk, yeah. they vented the atmosphere of the lunar lander just okay. out 
yeah into the space yeah um but they did it enough time there's actually a trace atmosphere i think still around it hasn't dissipated yet because of the gravitational pull of the moon so that's really cool they're like they don't want us to go back because it's like okay if anybody does a moonwalk they're going to unless you know you have some sort of vacuum system set up where it will just suck the atmosphere cycle yeah yeah they're like yeah no we went up there and we just they just emptied all the atmosphere out of the lunar lander opened the door walked out and so they just (laughs) vented it out to the moon so we've started to terraform the moon yes and lunar astronomers are upset at this some of them are yes Uh, what are they going to do when we decide to actually terraform a planet (laughs) they understand that like the purpose of this space exploration is not just to see space it's to give ourselves room i suppose because i think someone might need to remind them about that granted i just got done saying like we'll never do something on the moon because it would be stupid to do it there but if someone decides to do something stupid i mean I'm, I'm not going to be upset that like oh no there's an atmosphere on the moon now how horrible i, I don't know what to tell you but yeah no he uh, passed away so there, there's yeah there are six of the 12 still alive buzz aldrin alan bean David Scott, John Young, Charles Duke, and Harrison Schmidt. Okay, then. They are not all going to live forever. No. And then it will be as if we had never gone, except there will be an atmosphere on the moon. <laughs> and, we, and you know our stuff's still up there just lying around. Yeah, well, <clears throat> like the show moon. me proof of that, Andy. Yeah, the, the really? <laughs> I was going to say, like, the, the lunar rover is probably still going to be up there. Supposedly the keys are still in it. Yeah, they just left that. Well, they didn't take it back with them. Wait, why were there keys in the first place? I, I don't, it probably isn't actually keys. It's probably one of those things. Like, it's it's a key, but it's not really a key. Like, you could take a screwdriver and just put it in there and turn it. Maybe. Okay. Because it's all electric, right? Like, it's not gas. It's not a, an internal combustion engine. No, no, it's uh, entirely electrical. If you wanted to run an internal combustion engine on the moon, you'd have to bring your own atmosphere for the engine. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. You'd have your fuel and then your fuel. Yeah. No, the lunar rover is still up there as well. Gesundheit. Thank you. How many rovers did we send? Just the one? What? How many lunar rovers did we send? Like the, the cars, the vehicles? I thought there was two. Hold on. I don't know. That's why I'm asking my local moon expert. Lunar over. Hold on. The LRV. Um, I think it was 15, 16, and 17. Were there three of them? I thought there was just two. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I feel bad. That, uh, Your yep. Google is failing. Now, each rover was used on three traverses, one per day over the three-day course of each mission. So there were three of them. Okay. And they're still up there. Probably not powered anymore. No, probably. Yeah, the batteries are probably dead. But, yes, so uh, it's a sad passing, but life will go on. Uh, Something happier. Uh, Yes. There actually will be an end to the FCC auction. Oh, thank fucking God. (laughs) When? Uh, looks like probably around March. Not soon enough. Yes, the four, the reverse auction ended last time with an asking price of $10 billion. Well, around 12 for, you know, fees and auction stuff. And the current forward bid for the telecom people is at $18 billion. So, the demand cost is greater than the supply cost, and therefore the auction will finally end. Yay! Then we can all go back to doing nothing different. Yep, because the TV companies have 36 months, according to the current FCC plan, to move their TV stations. So okay. we won't see anything concrete come of this until 2020. And, and I think I've asked this before, but I'll ask it one more time. What does this mean to the end user? What does this mean to me, the consumer? To you, the consumer, might mean that you'll have to remember what TV station is where. So your channel 35 might be moving. Like, literally, the TV will put it and assign it to a new channel? Yes. Okay. Um, Also, some of your TV stations may or may not be leaving. We don't know yet because everything is still under a non-disclosure. Yep. So and until, this is only for over-the-air broadcasts. If I have a yes. cable connection, my channels aren't going anywhere. No. 
but you might lose your local NBC, CBS, CW, ABC. You might lose your local affiliate depending on if they were decided to sell their license to the telecom companies. Okay. So if you have over-the-air broadcast, which is probably not many of you, your channels might change in the next three years. Well, still, the cable providers could only give you your local... They can only rebroadcast your local providers. Okay. So even if you have if you, if you have cable, and I have cable, if Channel 8 here goes off the, go air, off the air we're going to lose <clears throat> cbs i will not be able to watch cbs with my current cable subscription because they're on the cable companies are only allowed to rebroadcast or retransmit the local affiliates to their cable providers but what if there is no local affiliate then you're sol huh sounds like there's an opportunity there though for things like you know streaming cbs and no for like the telecom cable provider to if the local affiliate goes out and i'm comcast why not just purchase a local affiliate because you would still have to actually broadcast them over the air okay but i still get to control the content and i still get to put commercials for comcast Yes, but you'd be extremely complicated. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what the ownership rules are going to be under the new FCC administration, but... Yeah, well, that's because we don't know what the new FCC administration is going to be like. Yeah. At all. I think... That's Chairman, probably very favorable to telecom. Yeah, I think Chairman Pai might be the become the new Tom Wheeler. But I, nobody knows. Kind of want to write a letter to Tom Wheeler. Wonder if he'd actually get it. I don't know. Be I don't like, even know hey, where you would. When, what? I don't even know where you would write it to now because he's not at the. Oh, he's he's resigned. Yeah, yeah. So he's not at the FCC, so you'd have to try to hunt down some sort of personal Connection email to Tom or Wheeler. something. Yeah, but just say like you know when you became the FCC chairman. I was really concerned because I knew about your background in the industry, but I wanted to thank you. You've done such a good job. You've really stood up for the consumers. It's been fantastic. And sorry to see you go. Uh, on departure of my FCC, his Twitter account now, uh, he'd like to sign off with three words of wisdom. Competition, competition, competition. Nice. Um, if you are still interested in my thoughts on tech policy and Ohio State football, you can follow me at T-E-W Heels on Twitter. Okay. So I can reach it to him on Twitter. Yes. To his no. personal tweets. Yeah. So far, he has 242 followers. He also is an Ohio State football fan. Yes. That is unfortunate. <laughs> hey, nobody's perfect. I take back everything I said. <laughs> wow. That's harsh. I know. Ohio didn't make the first down. I'm I'm not going to argue that. That's going to be a grudge for a while. I'm I'm not going right. to argue that at all. <laughs> yep. Um slightly more positive thoughts and nope, nope, this is actually still sad news. Uh 2G. You so remember the Edge Network? The Edge Network. AT&T is shutting down their Edge Network. Well, like just completely shutting it down. Crap. I see so that any because of these, like original iPhones are dead in the water. Well, yeah, and also T-Mobile used the AT&T Edge network. Oh. Um for roaming up north. Well then, T-Mobile might not have stuff to use. Well, up... actually they they do, but I have to get a new phone because they bought band 12 up in the up northern lower peninsula. Mhm. Um and band 12 is their new LTE band. Kate's phone can get that band. Mine cannot. Oh. So once I get a new phone from T-Mobile, then it hopefully will have band 12. Therefore, I can actually use it up north. And okay. I should have decent coverage up there. If you say so. Yes. But right now, if I go up north and AT&T shuts off their edge network up north, I'm SOL. You are SOL. Which okay. really sucks for a lot of people up north because eight, eight, Verizon never really went up north. Mm-hmm. AT&T went up there, but they didn't really, you know, because there's no, there's no population density so why would at&t roll out you know the good stuff right because there's no one there to do it for yeah so rural areas may may take a hit here but uh, it says that it will repurpose the newly freed spectrum for lte yeah so as long as you've got a new phone yeah you're fine yes which means i can throw out my at&t flip phone that i bought for delivering the mail because that's not going to work <laughs> that was so that you just have some sort of connection yes I nice. I ported my Google number to that phone and my regular phone. So if 
if one was in service, it would ring. Yep. So so that's that's happening. Um, and they're just trying to reclaim some of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. It does bring up an interesting question of like, do they have the right to do that? What do you mean? It's their spectrum. Yeah. Right? They're well, it's the FCC spectrum, but they're leasing it. Yes. But what if tomorrow Verizon said, Hey, we're shutting down the three G network? It's their if right. You it's- don't, if you don't have a phone that is four G, you're out. You have to buy a new phone. Yes. Yes, they can. Nobody tell that to Verizon. Because what I would see as a consequence of that is like every two years they'd cycle a network. And what we are using currently is the model of like 3G, 4G, 5G would change so that they could put a new one out every two years. What you're describing is the perfect way to piss off your entire user base and have them go to another company. Unless all three companies do it. If all three companies start to do that, I'm filing a, a complaint with the FTC. Yeah. Because that's what? some sort of collusion for, you know, bad customer oh, practices. But, but Andy, we're we're upgrading the technology every two years. We don't want to leave people behind. Besides, the majority of people buy a new phone every two years anyway. That's that is true, yes. But I it's not like you're you're flipping off a switch. AT&T said back in 2012 that they were going to turn off 2G. So Ah. it took them five years to finally actually pull the plug. All right. That makes a little difference. (laughs) It's not like they just go around saying, nope, click, done. That's just just not going to work. Okay. Well, that's a little more reassuring. Granted, you know, 2G service right now is pretty bad, (laughs) like for modern cell phone usage. Yep. I could get like text messages and that's pretty much it. Well, it's it's you can make text messages and phone calls. That was the point of it, right? Yeah. Like data not so much. That was the idea of 3G that it was going to be mostly data. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. What else is, uh, is, is shutting down? Um, uh, EA is not going to have a booth at E3 this year again. What's their explanation? They're doing their EA play. Oh, they're doing the, we're not really going to E3, but we'll be at E3. They're going to be about seven miles away from E3. Yeah. I think someone at, at either EA pissed off the ESA or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, according to, there's gotta be some bad blood there somewhere. According to a spokesperson, Here's the quote. EA Play was such a powerful platform for us last year to connect with our player community. We learned a ton and we wanted to build on everything we loved about last year's event to make EA Play 2017 even better. Read. We don't want to pay the fines and the fees for having a booth. Yeah. Well, last year it was next door to E3. Now it's seven miles away. Yeah. How many people are going to do that? I I don't know. Well, I, I think I think we can honestly blame Blizzard for this. For BlizzCon? Yeah. Blizzard went Except out with... BlizzCon is not at the same time as E3. I know, but before, it was like, E3 was the crown jewel. That was like the event for video game companies. Yeah. That was like, E3, you're going to be there or you're not going to be anybody. And then Blizzard was well, like... In the US, let's be clear. Yes, that is true, yeah. Because they have, you know, the Tokyo Game Show and the... Uh, what's Gamescom. the one in Germany? Is that Gamescom? Gamescom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see, when was BlizzCon itself originally? 2005? Yes, 2005. Hey, not bad. That, yeah, that was that was pretty dang good. Tickets for the first BlizzCon were $50 for both days of activity. This year, prices remained at $200 for the two days. It's a lot of money. Yeah. God, I can't believe it's been over five years, or ten years, sorry. Ten years for BlizzCon. But Twelve now. Five to shit. <laughs> well, eleven. It's been eleven years. This will be the twelfth, right? No, this will be the thirteenth. That it happened it in November of last year. So this year is going to be November twenty seventeen. Oh, sorry, it was not held in twenty twelve. Okay. So this is going to be number eleven. But I think like Liz, LizCon came out. People started realizing that they could control their message way better, a lot better with their own event held at their own time. And, you know, EA was becoming such a big spectacle and they decided to shrink EA and then everybody had a backlash for that one. And so you mean E3? Yeah, sorry. E3, EA, E3. E3 was a big E3 was becoming. Yeah, they shrank it. That backfired. They moved it to a a hangar that backfired because now it's it's not like, you know, there's so much going on there with so many things getting posted online, videos online. You know, everything's 
online, there's a lot of things that just get lost in the shuffle. I mean, you could literally just watch the the video streams 24-7 while E3 is going on and still not see everything. That it's just like, okay, I think there's, there's way too much content. Yeah. So, you know, EA is slowly just making EA play their own version of BlizzCon. It's, I honestly think that's what they're trying to do. They're just doing it a little bit of step at a time. Trying to keep, that you know, that connection. Making to EA. their own convention. Yeah. Because EA is big enough to have their own convention. I mean, for goodness sakes, the amount of stuff that you could do just with EA Sports. Instead of, you know, having, you know, the Dota tournaments, you have Madden tournaments. You have, and you, you, you have all EA's the EA going to esports? Yeah. Does that not make sense? I don't know. Like their their games have never been very esporty friendly. Yeah, but Madden Bowl. I mean, for goodness sakes, that's freaking huge. Madden Bowl 2017. When is it? I think part of that problem. How long does a game of Madden take? I'd say about an hour, maybe half hour. I don't know. I've never. <laughs> My Madden games, I think, stopped after 2003. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, other things shutting down and Blizzard. So EA isn't going to E3. They're running their own event. Uh, the Remember two weeks ago, we talked about how Nostralis was coming back up. Is it going back Elysium down again? Elysium was, was coming back up and that Elysium was going to be like a brand new PvP uh, vanilla server. Yeah, they're, they're going away. <laughs> to avoid being a pirate server, isn't that what they are? No, see, that's the thing, is is they didn't want to do this as pirates. They wanted to do this because they, they want to have the original experience. They're not doing it to try and skip out on paying. They're not trying to get away from uh, from Blizzard, but that's essentially what it ended up feeling like and what it ended up being and what people ended up treating it as. And so they're shutting down. Oh. <sighs> They also feel like starting the servers up is is moving them further from their goal of having an actual server. Well, that's, I guess, too bad, because I have a feeling Blizzard's not going to want to try and... I mean, have- they've talked about it, they've looked at it. I'm sure there's someone at Blizzard whose, whose project is, how could we do this? Now, it may be their side project that they have to do after hours... All right, I'm 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 going something off the books here. Sorry, I saw that the Kotaku article that you had there had another article on the side yeah. that I think is also kind of interesting. Um, so we always talk about that the ESA, you know, has the facts of how many women gamers there are. Sure. And it's, you know, what is the gender is currently 41% female. So somebody's like, okay, what games do they play? Well, somebody just did a report on that. Of what genres people act- of the female gender actually play? Do you, do you want to take a guess what the highest percentage is of genre? Yes, I do not want to guess. No. Um, okay, so the percentages listed refer to the proportion of gamers within each genre that are female. <laughs> so, of the people who play match three games, sixty nine percent are female. So it's games like Bejeweled, Puzzle Quest. Yep. Uh, Family slash Farm Sims, 69%. Casual Puzzle is 42%. Atmospheric Exploration, is that like a... I don't know what that kind of game would be. Atmospheric Exploration, is that like a hidden item game? Um, Mist? Would that be Atmospheric Exploration? I, I don't know. World of Warcraft is an outlier among high fantasy MMOs. 23% of World of Warcraft gamers are women. This is substantially lower than the group average of 36%. Huh. Star Wars The Older Public is at 29%. So, hmm. Some interesting... Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it looks like, is you know... A, a high outlier. Yeah, it looks like MOBA, first-person shooters, sports games, those are all really low. Well, they're not targeted until girls. No. Let's be honest. Who's a sports game targeted towards? Guys. Not just guys. They're targeted towards boys. They're targeted towards like 14 to 20 year old boys. Well, that's just interesting numbers. Okay. So anyway. Yeah. Sorry. That was just a weird aside that I was like, oh, that's an actual good question because we always talk about there are lots of women gamers out there, but what are they playing? What are they playing? And according to this, most of it is Bejeweled and Farmville. Yep. God, I Way to perpetuate the stereotype. Yeah, oh, I I see those and I'm like, oh. You see what? You don't want to talk about those stereotypes, but they're literally right in front of your face. Oh, Oh, something else that's dead. 
Um, yeah? 3D TV. Thank God. How dead is dead? Well, LG and Sony, the last two major TV makers to support 3D features on their TV, will not be doing so in 2017. Okay. Samsung dropped their dead. 3D support last year. Vizio hasn't done anything since 2013. Uh, all the other major TV companies did not announce any sort of 3D-capable TVs at CES. So... Somebody asked LG's director of new product development why his company's TVs no longer have the feature, and the quote is, 3D capability was never really universally embraced in the industry for home use, and it's just not a key buying factor when selecting a new TV. Purchase process research showed it's not a top buying consideration, and information indicated that actual usage was not high. We decided to drop 3D support for 2017 in order to focus our efforts on new capabilities such as HDR. Yep. So thank God that's finally done. Now if they would only just stop doing the frickin' movies in 3D. Um, maybe. I mean, now that 3D TVs are gone, that that could actually happen. Because I love IMAX movies, especially if they're actually shot with IMAX cameras. But all the stuff is this stupid post-production 3D crap that hurts my head after like two hours. Yeah. I want to go see a movie in IMAX, but I don't want to pay th- an extra 350 from each movie ticket just to see, have these plastic glasses over my normal glasses and have the screen, you know, have the image be 20% dimmer because of them. It's just, no, stop it. So you're um, not you're not sad to see 3D TV go either. No, I'm I'm not at all sad to see 3D TV go. Although I'll tell you, we we have a 120 hertz TV. I think it's 120 hertz. It might just be a 60 hertz TV, but it's it's a faster frame rate than normal TVs. Yes, and it's you know it's it's high quality. It's uh, 4K TV. We're watching Star Trek Next Generation on it. I swear to God, you can see the strings. Oh, I don't doubt it. That was the same like, thing. Absolutely, it is a model. With the um, when HD TV first came out, people had to read basically redo all TV production. Yeah, because the the HD cameras were just pulling out so much information that you know wasn't there with the old classic four four twenty i regular broadcasts. Yep, there's there's just things you can't go around anymore, like you used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Now though, everybody's then turning to CG to actually do then their special effects rather than practical special effects. I don't know. So other dying news. Mm-hmm. Man, this is such a, a downer week. Sorry. A new report published in the Journal of Epidemiology. Yes. Uh, scientists led by a postdoctoral fellow in family medicine and public health at the University of California, San Diego, said that sitting for extended periods of time uh, will age you by eight years. Oh, what are they defining as extended periods of time, though? Like an hour Three hours? Ten hours? Uh, About ten hours or more. Per day? Yes. So if you sit for ten hours or more per day? Yes. Okay. That's hard to do, just to be clear. Like, sitting for ten hours in a day? That's a lot. Well, there have been times where I've sat for almost nine hours in a day if I'm doing something in front of the computer for work. So then I'll get up, go to the fridge, grab my lunch, come back to my desk, sit there again. Get up, come home, sit down, you know, in front of the TV or in front of the computer. I guess. I mean, I, I come home from work and I sit down and I don't really get up. That's true. Well, crap. All right. So stay moving. Mm-hmm. Don't don't sit for very long time, long periods of time. Eight years. Over how long? I mean, it's not that like, oh, I just sat for 10 hours. Now I'm eight years older. Uh, uh, telomere length and exercise. I don't know what the heck telomeres. Uh, okay. Cell divide need to lose a bit of the telomeres. So the length of this region can be a marker of how old a cell is. Tracing sitting impacts on chromosomes. Okay. Telomeres are the tips of tightly packed dna in every cell so yeah and it doesn't it doesn't give me uh i'd have to actually look at the full study <laughs> okay because it's that's kind of silly mm-hmm. but okay sure so it's over 3D tv dead and don't sit for a long period of time yes okay uh let's get some some kind of more up be oh no one more <laughs> uh galileo galileo figaro no galileo. Oh, 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 oh. andy focus mama mia mama mia mama mia mama mia let me go okay galileo is the european equivalent of gps yeah you are correct sir right gps yes. is is actually not just a generic name it is essentially the brand name of the american global positioning system yes galileo 
ships. The GPS, Russia has one too, don't they? Yep. Forgot I don't what remember what Russia's called. name. Shit. What is it? Russian version of GPS. Go. GLONASS. GLONASS, which is really just GPS in Russian, essentially. It's the Global Navigation Satellite System. Mm-hmm. GLONASS. Cute. Uh, <laughs> but Galileo is, is having some issues. Uh, it's It's been racked with problems, and now... Uh, several of the, the satellites have their clocks out of sync. Oh, shit. Nine of the 18 satellites, nine clocks, not nine of the 18 satellites, nine clocks across 18 satellites have stopped working. Now, I say nine clocks out of 18 satellites because many of the satellites actually have multiple clocks. Yeah, according to the BBC, but, each satellite is equipped, is equipped with four clocks. Yeah, and yeah, that's problematic. Yeah, because you look at that's the, the main component of GPS is time. Time needs to be precise, and it needs to be updated precisely as well. Right. Like the whole purpose of this is time. Yeah. That's how you do a global positioning system. You know where the satellite is, and you know what time it is. You can figure out where you are. <sighs> that oof, that's just sucks. Because they've been trying to do this for a while, and they've just been yep. nothing but problems. Yep. Ooh. Problem after problem after problem after problem. Oops. I would say that, you know, they could use our GPS, but I have a feeling they literally started Galileo just so they wouldn't have to rely on somebody else. Yeah, I, I think that's where GLONASS came from as well. The idea that, like, well, we're kind of sort of friends, but not really uh, we don't want to have to depend on that because, like, what happens if they decide to turn it off? That means you're S-O-L. <laughs> yep. So speaking of radio waves, yeah. this is this is something positive. Uh, in Sweden, they're testing out a new broadcasting system that would uh, be attached to emergency vehicles. Cool. And it would transmit radio signals to warn people in their cars through their car radio that an emergency vehicle is coming and you should pull over. <laughs> That's cute. That's that's adorable. So, like, it overrides your radio? Yes, and alerts you that an emergency vehicle is coming. That's clever. Yeah, uh, e- EVAM, they're calling it the emergency vehicle. Really, you give me a, an abbreviation and you don't tell me what it all stands for? Yeah. The hell is that? It's an EVAM system, but they don't... <laughs> Don't tell me what EVM stands Emergency for. Emergency vehicle AM? No, they wouldn't do that because AM doesn't carry the RDS signal, which is what's needed for this to work. Ah. Yeah, there's the, there's a subcarrier on stations that, you know, will show you the title and artist, which is most of the time what people do there. But it's, it's a, you can store normally it's like seven characters <laughs> of text. Yep. That can go along with your actual radio signal. Yep. And they're just trying to use the, that RDS system to let the radio know, hey, there's a problem. Okay. Like, they, they've, they've tried to do that in the <clears throat> U.S. here, using the RDS system to alert you to traffic accidents. But no one reads the RDS because they're supposed to be driving. Yeah, that and, you know, most of the time the RDS stuff was not really implemented on the, a timely fashion. So. Uh. Most of the time now, people, you know, and, you know, the, the GPS in people's phones using like Google Maps or Waze or something is probably a lot quicker on the uptake than the traffic based RDS system. But no, this is a neat idea of taking something that, you know, is just simple and, you know, just a little a luxury item most of the time and using it for an actual um, nice purpose. Granted, I, how many times have I seen like an ambulance coming down the road towards me? I pull over and they just turn at the first street. Eh. You're still doing the right thing by yes. pulling over. Yes. No. That's was it was it Sweden or Norway that just got rid of FM radios though? That is Norway. Okay. So still Scandinavia. Yes. Oh, Nor. I had a couple people ask me about that at the uh, Torch Club meeting on Wednesday. The what they, club? The Torch Club talked about it. It's that speech group, speech dinner group. Okay. Right. This is the one where you're like telling executives how to protect their email. Yes. And, you know, we have dinner beforehand, so, you know, people, I normally try and just, like, hit different tables, because people kind of get, you know, have been there long enough, they kind of, you know, these people always sit at this table, these people always sit at this table. Yeah. So I try and, you know, move around the room, and so some of the people I haven't met before, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I work in radio, and they ask me about the Norway thing there. Oh, yeah. I totally know what that's like. I could tell you exactly all what's going on with Norway. Yep. 
So what do we got here, Dave? That what else? What's what's up with the G6? What's up with the G6? LG G6. So here's so the the problem with the Galaxy Note S7 was an exploding battery. Yes. Partly, potentially, uh, Samsung hasn't given the official reason. A lot of people think it was putting pressure on the battery and causing a short. Uh, but another theory is, of course, that it was just overheating. So LG is putting copper piping in their next phone to distribute the heat. That makes sense. I'm just waiting for people to get little copper pipe-shaped burns on their leg. It's not going to be that hot. And it's not going to be on the outside of the phone. No. But nonetheless, like... Yeah. Well, so they're they're building copper piping into the the phone as a heat sink. Well, heat kills electronics or yeah. causes them to explode. Yeah. Heat causes the battery to expand the, beyond the, its Yeah, in that case the explosion kills the electronics. Yeah. But you know that it's a neat idea. It's a heat sink. Which makes sense. Right. We use heat sinks all the time in computers. And now use them with electronic devices. Because everybody wants a faster phone. Well, you know, People don't want, well, some people want a huge phone, but, you know, phones can only be so big. So if you want a faster and faster phone, you got to figure out some way of getting rid of the excess heat. And this is a Mm -hmm. neat idea. It's probably going to drive up the cost of the phone. Well, granted, copper's not as high as a cost as it used to be. Right. I mean, it's it's still an expensive metal, but not nearly as expensive as certain other metals. Yes. But that's a, hmm, it's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. So other smartphone news. Do you, yes. Do you remember about Android 1? Vaguely. I mean, when you say Android 1, are you talking about Android A? Because that was not released to the public. No, no. Android 1 was uh, basically Cupcake. Google's idea of being, bringing, you know, cheap smartphones to developing countries. Oh, that. That Android. Okay. Not Android version 1. No, no, no. Android okay. 1, which was like Google's developing nation phones where it's yeah. like okay we're trying to get you know hardware in the hands of the people who need it the most like the OLPC but for phones yes well, okay. according to different sources google is going to try and launch the first android one phone in the u.s by the middle of this year cool oh man cheap phones yeah cost will be between granted cheap in the in relative terms, because the phone will cost yeah. between 200 and 300 dollars supposedly wow not cheap phone no cheaper yes well they're what they're saying also is the fact that most of the cheap phones that are out there are either outdated software and slash or hardware and also never get updated so the security holes are just there and will never get fixed right so is google saying they're going to do something about that they'll be guaranteed timely software updates for two years from its release because we all know two years and you get a new phone so I don't know. Oh God, this is this is a tough one because when Google always releases its new hardware, you're always it's it's like almost like a love hate relationship with the other manufacturers. Right. Well, because it's a competition relationship. Yes. But they can't compete. But they're competing. But they're working together. But they're competing. And this is the day and age that we live in. Mm-hmm. Imagine if when Hershey started, they had to use Mars as a distribution tool. <laughs> Tell me about TrackTrump.com, Andy. So Trump released a document, uh, his contract with the American voter, saying what he wants for his goals for the first hundred days, saying, "Okay, you know, I want to do this, this and this. Well, somebody, uh, I think it was one of the Y, yeah, the Y Combinator president uh, and a couple of the other co-founders wanted to create a nonpartisan website that just keeps tracks of what is actually going on. So they're not paying attention to, you know, like press releases and tweets and that sort of stuff. He's, they're just keeping track of what is actually going on for the first hundred days. Okay. You know, uh, let's see. Just to, to see out of morbid curiosity or what? Uh, well, they're laying in, uh, they wanted to create a simple nonpartisan dashboard that will hold the new administration accountable for the promises they've made to the American voters. They've taken the, this American contract with a voter, all the actual like official promises, broke them into different categories, and actually, you know, are keeping track of what's going on with those policies. But yeah, they're not going to cover the tweets. They're not going to cover the public statements. They're only going to update this page when actual work has been done on implementing a particular policy. And updates to the items will actually directly link to the primary sources and just, you know... Just, 
they're just trying to cut out all the noise and go, okay, he said he's going to do this. Let's see what actually happens. Okay. And it's it's actually a fairly well-built-out little tracker. Yep. Because it breaks it down into different sections. Immigration, which has this cute little wall logo that's adorable. <laughs> Trade, energy and climate, the federal government, economic policy, education, healthcare, and safety. Yeah, so when gray means that there's no action has been taken so far, yellow means some action has been taken, and green means that it is whatever is actually on there has been fully implemented, but... As you can see, it's only been, well, it's technically not I mean, even he's, day he's, one. Right. Well, no, he had day one. No, no, Day one is, is the inauguration. He said that his day one wasn't going to start until Monday. Oh. Because he didn't want to confuse the signing and the celebration. That's lame. Okay, so he's giving himself an extra three days. Yeah. That's his day one. His day one is four days long. So this is, you know, this I'm just not being partisan about this. I'm just stating here's a website that is going to keep track of what actually is going on. Yeah, yeah. I will be partisan about it. <laughs> That's fine. So... If you want to actually understand what's going on, here's a perfectly simple, I I bet you everything is even probably formatted for mobile platforms as I pull out it, my It works phone. out on a desktop, though. Yeah. It does work out well on a desktop. Oh, it's dash Trump. Okay. Track dash Trump. Track hyphen Trump. I'm, I'm seeing if it actually, what it looks like on the oh, mobile device. you putting it on your, your mobile device. Yes. Okay. No, Trump with a U. <laughs> I think the phone would be able to figure that out. Oh, wow. That works out nicely for a mobile device. Yeah. God, I love HTML5. If you like it so much, you should learn how to program in it. <sighs> I don't have... I ain't got... It's paraphrase Lethal Weapon. <laughs> we ain't got time for this shit. I think I need to see Lethal Weapon. I don't remember if I've ever seen it. I need to see Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Okay, I'm not going to stop you on either of those. Are either of them on Netflix and or Hulu and or Prime Video? Is there a website that tells you, like, this is on these services? Where can I stream? Can, I think, yes. Can I stream it? Can I stream dot IT. Oh, okay. Can so I stream it? Can Cute. I stream dot IT die hard. Available as a rental on a bunch of services. Yes. Uh, what about lethal weapon? Available as a rental on a bunch of services. Well, damn. All right. Well, that's a good website to have. I remember, like, there was there somewhere. Let's see. Can I stream it? What did I just watch? <laughs> Something? Oh, I just watched uh, London London Has Fallen. Is that what the name is? The new one? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's Olympus Has Fallen and now London Has Fallen. Yes. And White House Down. No, no, White House Down is the other one. I, I know, but they're essentially the same movie. It doesn't have London Has Fallen on here. Well, who knows if this, how updated this website is. Uh-oh. Might not be completely up to date? No, because I literally just okay. watched London Has Fallen. On Netflix? On Netflix. Oh, man. Oh, man. Speaking of Netflix and speaking of things that aren't on our list. Uh-oh. The second season of Voltron Legendary Defender is out. <sighs> I know what I'm doing this week. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, the reason why I watched London Has Fallen is because I, had, uh, I just finished up Luke Cage. So that's all done. Jessica yep. Jones is all done. Uh, yep. Iron Fist is coming out in a couple of months. Have you watched Voltron Legendary Defender? No, I haven't even actually watched the Grand Tour yet either, so I feel like I'm going to watch that first. Oh, go watch Voltron. No. It's really good. You can't control what I watch. I can't. That's true, but you should go watch Voltron. Nope, I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. That's your prerogative. You're wrong. So a couple of Windows news. Yeah. Um, first off, Windows 10 is now having a pop-up ad on your taskbar telling, talking to you about the personal shopping assistant if, you know, you use Chrome. Oops. That this, sounds like a bad idea for Windows. If you have Chrome installed and the icon pres is present on the Windows taskbar, chances are you're going to start seeing a pop-up advert appearing suggesting you install Microsoft's personal shopping assistant chrome extension but i my my windows pop-ups are supposed to be for like important operating system events i yes i know but now they're using it for ads that's a bad idea would someone please tell microsoft that that's a bad idea because that's a really bad idea oh yeah no i i agree 100 percent what's the meme this is how you like you want people to to ignore your pop-ups for system events and security, because this is how you get people to ignore those. I don't know memes. Oh, that's the Archer one. Yeah, sure. Now it's the Archer meme. 
Um, like I, I don't doubt that it's the Archer meme. I just don't. I don't know memes very well. Um, and also another Windows uh, thing, Cortana. Uh, there's an Android app out there, also iOS. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the new update for it allows you to use Cortana on your lock screen, so they're making it more like Siri. Yep. I still. Do- I like the idea of these personal assistant stuff there. I just, I, I, I don't, just don't know how to use them all that. Because, you know, I've got Google now there, but I don't have OK Google turned on. So, you know, it's hard to get the Google app thing. To, I got to hit the thing and then I got to hit the thing. And then it's just not that helpful. Most of the time it tries to t- alert me to things that are not important yeah. with their cards. And it's just, I don't, I don't see the purpose of these things. Maybe, if, you know, if I had Siri and it was integrated entirely into everything, then maybe, but Google now I'm not really seeing. Yeah, I, I think I've, I'm missing certain things by not having everything connected. And then I realize I don't want everything connected. A friend of mine actually just sent me a, a, a gift code, so like a hundred dollars off for something called eight. Have you heard of these yet? No. Go look up the. It's the word eight, and then just uh, it's eightsleep.com. E i g h t sleep.com. I'm not going to get this, but it's interesting that it's out there. A smart mattress cover. Yeah. I oh geez. So a smart mattress that has a heating in it. So like you can you can hook it up to things so and it it has IFTTT right so it's a smart mattress so it knows when you're in the bed and you can set timers and you can trigger it to turn on based on other things. I don't want heat though. I'm already too hot when I go to bed. <laughs> well, okay, that's good for you. Some of us live in very cold climates. You live at the same latitude that I do, basically. Uh, I think I live actually like a degree above, but yeah, it's basically the same. Uh, I don't know, man. Like we keep our heat down to 65 and we're probably going to start turning it down even further at night. Oh yeah, no, ours drops pretty low down at nighttime. So you got the programmable thermostat. Yep. So we we use an electric blanket to stay warm. And this is an electric blanket that isn't a blanket. It's the mattress cover. And it turns on when you want it to turn on. And you can control like it is pretty cool. It's just I don't want it to be connected. I don't need that. Three hundred and fifty bucks just for the pad, not the whole, you know, mattress setup, but just the pad. Yep. Why would you want to buy just the mattress? What does that do? That doesn't do anything. That's just a mattress. Well, evidently their mattress is very, very nice. For eight hundred and fifty dollars, it better damn well be. Yep. Right, but yeah, we're not talking about that. But no, yeah, the, it, I, I just, you know. Sometimes the assistant would be nice, but you know, right now Alexa is a perfectly good kitchen timer and music streamer. You know, if we got everything else, then maybe. But I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not seeing the the great features of connecting the, everything the need. there. Yeah. Granted, yeah. as we saw with CES, Alexa was everywhere. Yes. Yes, she was. Has she started hearing you? By the way. No, that's why I actually stopped after saying that. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> wait, wait. Don't want her to pick it up yet. Nope. But I do. I I just don't see it. I know it's coming, but right now the implementation of it is pretty lackluster. But I don't know. Um, we should think about, though, hitting the random topic and random review. Oh, wow. We're there already? Yeah, we are. Um, oh, Let's see. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Good, 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 good. There's a bunch of new autonomous vehicle proving grounds going up. So the little like Michigan mini Michigan city thing is a is a template now that's going to get applied to a lot of other places. Oh, this is DOT. Autonomous vehicles. Yep. DOT approved. This is not the NTSB. This is not a university. This is the actual Department of Transportation. Let's see. What do we got here? We got Pittsburgh, Texas, Aberdeen. So that's that's New Mexico, right? Yes. Hold on. Let's see where that is. I love how I got to just Google these Army things. Aberdeen. Aberdeen Proving Grounds. Uh, no. Maryland. Oh, sorry. Aberdeen, Maryland. So, yeah. Pittsburgh, Texas, Maryland. Willow Run, that's here. Yep. Contra Costa Transportation Authority. San Diego, Iowa City. Hey, Wisconsin, Madison. Woo! Central Florida and North Carolina. Hmm. Hey, once they can start handling snow, I'm all for it. Yep. Cause More details about designations may be found at this website. Follow the trail. 
because I've got so many breadcrumbs. I've got I've got two trips up to Holland next week at least. And you'd love to just program it in and then sit because mm-hmm. that's not for ten hours. That's two hours. That ages you by eight years. Two hours each day, so that's at least four hours of my forty-hour work week next week. Yeah, going to be driving. Woo! Right. Anything else? Uh, ba, 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 ba. it looks good. Oh, XNR, XNR. No, guys, talk about XNR. Gazuntite. No, remember XNR is the Star Trek fan film. So this is not the the Discovery one that's going to be on CBS online. No, the garbage grab for more money. No, that's not what this is. How do you this really feel fan- about it, Dave? Oh my god, there's been so much back and forth on that thing. It is so clearly not a, like, we have a story that we want to tell. It's, how can we capitalize on the Star Trek empire? And get people to sign up for CBS All Access at, yeah. what, 5 $6 a month? $7 a month? I don't Something like that. Uh, Axanar is the fan film that got sued by CBS and Paramount. Yes. And then there was a bunch of drama... And some very high-name people in the Star Trek world said, like, no, let them do this. And then CBS said, well, maybe we'll – no, we're not letting them do this. Uh, And they finally reached a settlement. And with – so the the film does not have to pay anything. There is no damages. There is no fee. There is no nothing. But they do have to abide by the fan film guidelines, which CBS has now published a list of guidelines for Star Trek fan films. Uh, They get one exception to this guideline, which is – in, in the guidelines, it has to be made of fans by fans. You cannot have professional actors. You cannot have people who have been in Star Trek before. Axanar got an exception to that rule, so they actually can have actors who have played roles in Star Trek, which is good because they had planned for that. Uh, it can't be shown at conventions, and they can't profit from it. So they're allowed to finish making it, but they got to neuter the hell out of it. Well, the only real neuter that they have, based, like from their original project, is that it can only be 30 minutes long. And that's only if they split it into two 15-minute parts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Everything else they are essentially allowed to get away with. So every single Star Trek episode has always been an hour-long drama. And they're not even allowed an hour. Right. They're allowed a half hour, but it has to be two 15-minute segments. Yep. Huh. Well, the good news is the prelude to Axanar is still on YouTube and will be able to stay there. As long as they don't charge for it, they don't make money for it, and never show it at a Star Trek convention. Ever. I love some of these rules. Like, if you use store-bought Star Trek outfits, it must be the officially licensed Star Trek paraphernalia. Like, you can't buy a knockoff. You can make a knockoff, but you can't buy a knockoff. So you just hire somebody to make... Who makes knockoffs? No, you can't. You can't hire them because you can't pay. Huh? Cannot be currently or previously employed on any Star Trek series, film production of DVDs with. with oh, geez. Well. All right. Huh? That's that. Random review. That is you, as Andy kind of hinted at at the beginning. Uh, my 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 smartwatch died. <gasps> like it it just doesn't charge anymore, at all. And when I talked to Motorola about this, when Laura's watch died, they're like, oh, it's out of warranty. Sorry, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> and my response was, but this is this is like a design flaw and it stopped charging. We didn't do anything to it. Like, nope, it's out of warranty. Contrast that to any discussion you've had with Fitbit. And we talked about this last week, right? Fitbit was, hey, guys. It stopped working. Oh, send us your receipt and we'll send you a new one. Yeah. Which of these companies do you think I'm going to buy from? It's a rhetorical question. You don't need to actually think about it. Of course I'm going to purchase from Fitbit instead of Motorola. Yeah. So since both Laura's and my Motorola smartwatches died, I went and got us some Fitbits. We got the Fitbit Charge HR. Charge 2 HR, I think is the ordering, but really it's just the Charge 2. Yeah, I think it is just the the Charge 2. And it's it's good. It's nice. It's smaller than the watch, certainly. Yes. That's... Uh, evidently, I have, I have a very small wrist. I did not... Like, I knew I had a small wrist, but I have a really small wrist. Um, I had to buy the small version, because it comes in two sizes. And, like, I, I don't even have it all the way loose. In fact, I am on the one, two, three, four, fifth little notch from the smallest possible. 
it, so funny fact. So I'm looking at my gear fit right now. Mm-hmm. The holes on the gear fit for adjusting the band. Yep. Um, <laughs> there's one more notch in here that you actually cannot uh, use. use because the watch band itself is too long. <laughs> so it, it, it wraps around on the inside and it hits the actual watch face. So you actually cannot make it smaller. So that's you, adorable. <laughs> yeah. The, the holes, it's like, did somebody even, uh, just try and figure this out? Like you would have to literally cut well, the band. It's, it's probably because the band is made for more than just that. Maybe, well, I, no, this band is specifically designed for this watch face. Well, then someone's an idiot. Yeah. So what do you... Well, it's it's definitely interesting to have like a 24-hour here's your heart rate. I've learned a few things about myself. Which is? That when I train, I have a very high heart rate. <laughs> Uh, evidently teaching is hard work. My, my heart rate was going consistently over like 105 while I was training. Well then. Like fat burn zone while I was teaching. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, it's, it's nice. It's good to have a Fitbit again. I, I mean, I've got the Fitbit one and I still actually use it, which is interesting because it doesn't double count. I still haven't figured that out. Like the two of them figure out between them, which steps were real. Uh, Laura says it takes the average. Ah, so that's that's interesting and cool. Um, it's it's the screen is small. I haven't worked out how to get any sort of like phone notifications on my watch. My not watch. It's not a watch anymore. Is it a watch? It has a time and it sits on my wrist. Does that make it a watch? Well, they call it a fitness tracker. Granted, if oh. if you have time on there, it's a watch. I have time, date, steps, and heart rate by default. And there are options for watch faces. I think it's a watch. Yeah. No, mine says I'm, time, date, and weather on mine. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a watch. So I'm going to call it a watch. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. It took a little bit to get used to where the the snap needed to be to close it because I had it set a little smaller than this the first day. And then by the end of the first day, my wrist hurt. Not from like circulation being cut off, just there had been this constant pressure on part of my wrist and it hurt at the end of the first day. But I just opened it up and it was much better the, the second day. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm pretty pleased by it already. Now, I miss getting to read my emails on my wrist. Yes, that's mine. That's that's the one thing is mine can I can get that where I get I can get basically the gist of the email. Yep, I I miss that absolutely. Yeah, because yours I think can only do text, calendar, and phone calls. I don't know if it even does all of that. It's it's supposed to do at it's least supposed those, to. Okay, yeah. well let me see if I can turn notifications back on. Did I turn them off? Yeah, I evidently turned them off. There we go. <laughs> notifications on. We'll see if that does anything. But like. I I already do miss being able to read my email without taking out my phone. Uh, I so I looked at these as well when I was trying to find a better Fitbit and just you know the Flex. Uh huh. My other problem with that is the fact that well, granted, it's a pretty dim black and white screen. Uh, this is not dim. Oh, it is black and white. It is not dim. Well, I think Kate just had the original charge, not the charge two. So maybe the screen. This was- is like I I. <laughs> had it on my wrist when I and I, I went to bed and I like crap I can't see I pushed the button I'm like oh there's the room <laughs> um I am not uh, part of the reason I didn't get it is the fact that it is not water resistant yes well it, it's the two is lightly water resistant but it's not like you're going to submerge it in water and come out happy. No, because that would be bad. You also should yeah. wear it in the shower, which would also be bad. Right. So essentially the shower is when I, I'm going to charge it. Yeah, that's what I do with my gear fit is I normally yep. put it on the thing to charge while I go shower. But like if you get caught in the rain and you have it on your wrist, it's probably not going to be the end of the world. No. But, you know, when I had it on there and I would go running on the treadmill... I yeah. would sweat a lot, and so I would normally rinse this thing off under the sink, which ah. I don't think I would want to do with the charge two. I feel like that would be no. Part I of think the, that would be a bad idea. Yeah. So that's when I was looking at it. Those are the problems that I had. Was that major one? Because I, I I like the email notifications, and I can also set up any notification on my phone to pop up on my um, watch. So I think have things like the MLB app. If I tell my it to, if I tell my phone that you know hey notify me when the game's starting or what the final score is 
I can have that get pushed to my watch, which I wouldn't be able to do on the Charge 2. Hmm. Granted, your battery is a lot better than mine, and the always-on yeah. heart rate is really nice, especially when I'm yeah. running. I turn that on when I'm exercising, and it just kills the battery on this thing. Oh, I, I can't wait to go downstairs and play Dance Dance. Oh, geez. And, and just watch what happens with that. I'm excited for that. The price, though, isn't that bad. $129, that's not bad at all. Yeah, and it's it's on sale all the time. Yes. It's like, I got it on sale. Mine was like 100 bucks. I still am kind of surprised, though, you didn't go for the Blaze. Like it, I actually never even thought about it, in all honesty. <laughs> I'm, I'm not regretting it, though. Like, if you had told me that you had gotten a new Fitbit, my mind would have automatically gone to, to the, the Blaze. Blaze. Yep, well, I'm going to try this. We'll see how it works. Let me know we'll see, how. Let me know how long your band thing. lasts, though. That's the. Yeah, well, that's because you said that about um, Kate's. Here's the thing about the the smartwatch idea. When I left the house and I forgot my phone, and I'm going to work and I'm, I forget my phone, I almost reach like panic attack level of anxiety. Like it's just not a good feeling. I get over it quickly and I move on. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't have my phone today. When I forget my my watch at home, I'm like, oh darn, a mild inconvenience. Mm-hmm. So I I think I'll be fine. I think the losing the email is going to be an inconvenience, but it's definitely one I can live with. Well, there you go. Dave and his Fitbit charge too. Yep. One other note before we hit the, the random topic. Yeah. Did you see the new power Rangers trailer? I did see the new power Rangers trailer. Are you excited for the new power Rangers movie? I feel like I will only go see that on a taco Tuesday. By Taco okay. Tuesday, I mean that's the Tuesday where all the movie tickets are $5 okay. at the local movie theater. So, random topic. Yeah. Rolled ahead of time. Would you laugh if someone wrote a dirty joke by killing some of your grass with Roundup in your front yard? I'm, I do. I'm going to say no joke. for a very good reason. The you fact have neighborhood that, policies? No, the fact that we live across the street from an elementary school. Oh, they wouldn't get the joke. No, but if, you know, some parent walks by with their kid as they're walking their kid to school and sees the joke on our front lawn. Yeah, it's an elementary school. So, you know, fifth grade still goes to that school. So it's I I I would be very upset and then have to quickly, you know, either A, kill the rest of the lawn or B, (laughs) quickly receive the policy. But no, I would be seriously upset if somebody wrote a dirty joke yep. on my the, front yard. So, so there's actually a fun story about this. The The real answer is to do the opposite. You don't write the dirty joke in Roundup and kill the grass. You write the dirty joke in fertilizer. Oh, so it always grows better? Yep. Granted, it's a lot harder to read tall grass than it is to read no, no grass. grass. Yeah, but, you know, if you're if you make the letters big enough... Our front yard is this not is, that big. I, I, I mentioned this because my grandfather actually did this once. He wrote, fuck you, in a neighbor's lawn in fertilizer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I would laugh. I, I think I'd be very sad and upset. On a completely side note, uh, I was talking with Jeff Monahan at some point about, you know, the college pranks and that sort of thing. And he we were looking at the logistics of, you know, what it would take to write something in the football field up at MSU because they had switched back to natural turf rather than the artificial turf. Yeah. Like how how much, you know, like Roundup would you have to use in order to do something? And I do the math and then I go look at, you know, the MSU agriculture webpage and they discuss about, you know, putting the new turf on the on the field. Mm -hmm. And according to them, they have basically an end zone of spare turf just sitting ready to go (laughs) if there are any problems with the current turf so they can swap. You know, they'll just literally like pull up a a chunk of sod and put the the stuff down. It's sod. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like going like, well, you'd have to, you know, buy enough Roundup to basically write enough stuff on there so they wouldn't be able to replace it with an end zone size piece of lawn. End zone is 10 yards? I think 10 yards by whatever the it's big so so what you do not that i'm suggesting anyone does this the answer is not to write a lot of stuff right away the answer is make them deplete their backup first so the first thing you do is kill an end zone yes but if you kill an end zone yeah they 
you you you'd have like one shot to do it because as soon as you do it, and especially if you do it before a big game, there are going to be people watching for that sort of stuff. Then mm, you think so? I don't know. I don't know how tight security would get. I don't know how long it would stay tight. Just so you know, uh, end zone ten yards by 160 feet, so 30 times 160. No. Oh yes, 30 times 160. Okay. So was, that's that 4,800 square feet. Yep. Square feet to acres. Uh, approximately a tenth of an acre. I mean, you have to figure out how much grass you can kill with one bottle of Roundup. And, you know, you probably go, you wouldn't get, you know, the consumer stuff there. You'd probably go get the pro stuff. Oh, that is, like, toxic. Yeah, that's what you would have to do, though, because you want it to be dead and dead quickly. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it, we, we were looking at them, like, the logistics of this would be beyond our capabilities. You could also look at, like, where the patches of sod are and try and make it so that they have to pull out the entire patch, even if it's, well, they can always cut it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, that's, a hard, that's a hard logistics problem. Yeah. And I'd still say you'd be better off depleting their, their resources, or even if you can find where they are storing it. Yeah, that's what you would have to do, is you'd have to get enough to completely destroy their resource. Granted... I know where there are a couple of sod farms within the Lansing area, so I have a feeling yeah, that they... Yeah, they just go and grab it from there. Yeah. I think they'd have plenty of backups. You'd have to do it, like, the day of the game. Yes. That's why I said you would have to do it the night before, so they would, you know, yep. ha- not have time to... Yeah, but how long would that take? I mean, someone's going to be at the field at, like, 7 in the morning anyway. Well, the professional grade roundup stuff normally says it's completely brown and dead within 24 hours. Mm. So you... So you time it so that it dies during the game. Maybe. Yeah, no, like, it, it, it's, it's one of those crazy logistical problems that, you know... It's like calculating the cost per sheet of toilet paper in order to TP somebody's house. Anyway. I'm not saying that, you know, I've done that before or not, but... I I think that's good. All right, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.